You're now listening to Project Kayfabe. Big meaty man slapping me. (laughs) The most unprofessional professional wrestling and pop culture podcast. Let's rock. Where you listen to our shitty little opinions and you kind of enjoy them. That's Cap. Totally Cap. That means lie. This ain't your mommy's podcast. And here is your host, the one, the only, Joe. Yo, what is going on? I am Joe, but you already know that. I, I kind of sound like fucking Groot there. I don't know. Uh, welcome to Project Kayfabe, a wrestling and pop culture podcast. I know it's been a while. I won't go through the whole detail. Yada, yada, yada. You know, blah, blah, blah. He, Joe says he's going to do the podcast more often. Then he gets busy. Says the same thing whenever he comes back after a month or two. But anywho, this is a wrestling episode. And, you know, by now, everyone has already heard everyone's punk opinion. Everyone has heard the drama and all that crap and you know by now maybe you know because what it's happened sunday now this is friday i'm recording and you're hearing this on friday so you're probably like okay what else is new he's gonna share i'm not sharing anything new it's just my perspective my point um what had quad a on we were gonna try and film on monday or tuesday but unfortunately you couldn't hopefully he's doing all right and then uh, I was going to film after Wednesday's night Dynamite, and then I got tired and caught up with work. And then Thursday last night, I was also caught up with work and shenanigans and whatnot. So here we are with a Friday episode of the pod. It's coming out in the afternoon, so people might listen, people may not. But hey, I don't care. I just want to get my, my opinion out there, you know? Uh, so it's just me. It's just me alone. And... We did have a lot of great wrestling last week, you know, of Clash of the Castle. Um, a NXT had their pay-per-view with Worlds Collide. It was NXT, NXT UK, and a lot of great stuff happened there. And then AEW had AEW All Out. I mean, I was supposed to be there. It's fucking sad that I wasn't, but it was incredible pay-per-view. But everything about it is kind of like pushed off to the side because of this punk drama that is going on with AEW, with the company. And to think, a little over a year ago, this man was making his seven-year return to pro wrestling. And he was like, yo, like, look at this. Like, AEW is the place to be. Like, look at his locker room. Like, I wish I always grew, like, you know, had my career in a locker room like this. And now he's out here doing media scrums where he's saying he works with children, he works with pricks, you know, he's tired of all of this. And it's just incredible to see what a year can make. And, you know, it's just, it's just fucking wild. So I'll give the little short story of what led to where we're at now. And then uh, we'll hear some audio clips. I'll give my opinions, you know, as we do, we give your shitty little opinion. So you take it with how you want. And, you know, hear the perspective of a punk fan since, you know, I've been a punk fan since the summer, punk and WWE. You know, I'm one of those guys. And then, you know, the whole seven years he was gone, I was like, yeah, one day. Just imagine how crazy it would be. And then it fucking happened. He sold out his AEW shirt like the fastest anyone has ever sold a shirt in, like, pro wrestling tees and slash, like, I guess anywhere out of, you know, WWE made a shocking return. Everyone was so excited. And here we are now. And it might not last more than where it's at right now. 
Um, so, CM Punk goes against John Moxley for the AEW World Title after the week before, two weeks before actually. You know, CM Punk returns from injury. So CM Punk had a foot injury that he essentially kind of threw a kick at. Uh, who did he throw a kick at? Uh, I'm forgetting exactly who he kicked with this. This was a match he had on Dynamite with FTR as his partners. And this is the match they had right, uh, you know, that Wednesday after he won the title at Double or Nothing. And... You know, he has this match. It breaks a bunch of bones in his foot, which then requires him to get surgery. They have to put screws in his foot. I think CM Punk is saying, yeah, they put like 16 screws and stuff in my foot, blah, blah, blah. And um, he's out for basically the remainder of the summer. An interim champion is crowned, and that interim champion is John Moxley after he beats Tanahashi at Forbidden Door. Um, and, you know, I, you know, for interim title runs, I forget because they're interim, it technically has an asterisk over it. It doesn't count. So then eventually they do a unification match, interim champion John Moxley versus the real champion, quote unquote, CM Punk. That match lasts like under three minutes. John Moxley is your champion. Then on the following Dynamite, you know, CM Punk kind of does a little pity story of like, yeah, like, uh, man, like, maybe I just don't have it in me, blah, blah, blah. This is like, this is incredible. I just like, you know, let so many people down. I let me down. I don't know if I have it, blah, blah, blah. Then comes from the back Ace Steel, who, you know, is not familiar to me, but maybe some people know who he is. But apparently he's a longtime friend of Punk. He works with AEW, he's an AEW employee, and he comes down, you know, to tell Punk, like, hey, stop being a little bitch. Prior to that night, earlier in the night, John Moxley came out with an open contract for the AEW title match at All Out, and A Steel was the one that grabbed it, and then A Steel does go to Punk, like I'm saying in this, uh, as Punk's doing this little pity promo, he's like, dude, you're fucking CM Punk, we're in Chicago right now, you got to do this for Chicago. You got to do this for yourself. You've never been like a fucking bitch, basically. Like, get your ass together. And he fucking hypes him up. He hypes up everyone. That was a electric. Like, for not knowing who the hell A-Steel is, he did a great job and getting the crowd hype, getting punk hype. It was a great moment. And, you know, it's CM Punk signs. We get John Moxley versus CM Punk at All Out Part 2. You know, this is pretty sweet to get a second match, and we're going to get a real match. And we did. We get a real match. That was a pretty, pretty good match. Um, you know, this this match was awesome. And CM Punk does, in fact, beat John Moxley. Um, once the match is done, you know, as I didn't mention this, but in the beginning of the night, we do have the casino uh, battle royal ladder match or whatever you want to call it. the casino ladder match and essentially if anyone you know it's kind of like money in the bank and if you pull the chip because it's an actual like poker chip you pull the chip down um, you know and you secure it like the money in the bank briefcase you do get a title shot of your choosing uh, you know whenever you want essentially so kind of like money in the bank and um, the Joker, they normally have a Joker, and that Joker's an undisclosed. You don't know who this person is until they show up. And it could be a surprise return. It could be a debut. And it was a guy in a mask. And, you know, long behold, it is the man that has been out for a couple of months on, you know, whether it was a work or not, 
who wanted to be fired. MJF. MJF is back. And it was fucking sweet. Just a way that Joker won the, the ladder match to then the reveal. That was the hottest thing. And, it, you know, great for MJF. For someone who, you know, it's borderline. Is it a work? Is it a sh- like, is it for real? Is it a shoot? Like, you know, is this actually happening? Is MJF upset trying to leave his contract? He wants to go to WWE. He knows he could be making more money. His contract ends at 2024, so, you know, he keeps bringing it up. And, you know, to see him win it, and then now Punk is champion, we could get Punk versus MJF Part 3, which would have probably been at Grand Slam, which is Grand Slam is September 21st uh, in Arthur Ashe, you know, which is pretty sick. I'm going, Quade's going, Finn's going, like, Punk, MJF Part 3, I was so excited for so now after given the background, you know what happened at All Out. I mean, you probably already know everything else that's happened, but I will continue to divulge into it. So the media scrum happens, which has been something AEW has done over the past couple of pay-per-views where they let the talent come out and kind of, you know, it's like, I like these. WWE did this for the first time in forever at like WrestleMania 30, where they were doing like media scrums publicly or on video. And um, now AEW's doing it, and the first one to come out is CM Punk. And you could call it a fucking pipe bomb if you want to, because what the fuck, man. And I'm going to share that audio, and I'm going to, you know, I'm going to play it full, and then I'm going to break it down, maybe, you know? So that's how we're going to do this. We're going we're gonna to try and play the whole thing, and then we're going to, you know, pause it and talk about it. Uh, so just give me one second, everybody. All right, hopefully you guys can all hear this. Hmm. Okay, so you fancy yourself a journalist. Would you say you're friends with Scott Colton? So you're not friends with him? Oh, wow. Well, that makes two of us. My point is, if you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself. If you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. Um, I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time and this is a fucking business. Uh, Why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends, if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt, never would have. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay? You call it jealousy. You call it envy. Whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt, I have every invoice, I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to counter sue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. (sighs) 
And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him, want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to go to deserve an empty headed fucking dumb fuck like hangman Adam page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself for what, what did I do? Dave, what did I ever do? Didn't do a goddamn thing. What's your name, sir? Fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? I made it really clear in Forbes, and I just want to make it clear again. Nick, It's when- not his position to make it very fucking clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody. Okay? I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I shouldn't have no commented when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault, and I if I hadn't, it's my that. fault. It's my I appreciate fault. that. I should have but just I'm, taken a head on because you never said anything. But I'm trying to run a fucking business, and when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business jeopardizes the first million-dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that, it's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now, we're far beyond apologies. Right. I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. And you saw what I had to do, which is very regrettable, lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. All right, that oof, that says a lot. So let's break it down a little bit. We're going to start from the beginning, and I'm going to share my pieces. So you're going to hear me pausing and talking and pausing and talking. So... I'm going to stop it right there, like literally a second into it. So the guy goes, Scott Colton. Uh, So when this part of the media scrum happens, at least from the footage that I've been seeing, you don't hear the full question that the guy is asking. But the person does, in fact, bring up Colt Cabana, Scott Colton. And people have been saying, like, I've seen some points where it's like, oh, CM Punk just brought this up out of nowhere. Why the fuck would CM Punk just bring this up out of nowhere if he's very... You know, adamant. I'm like, I don't want to deal with this guy. I don't want to talk about this guy. It's been years since this has happened. Why is this still a question? You know, so I'm going to bring that point out there because I've noticed some people have mentioned like, yeah, he didn't even like he wasn't provoked. But no, he was provoked. Hmm. Okay, so you fancy yourself a journalist. Also, this mic or however the recording is fucked up because CM Punk sounds like like he's a smoker. <laughs> like all of them sound like deeper than they're supposed to. But hey. Did you say you're friends with Scott Colton? So you're not friends with him? Oh, well. Well, that makes two of us. 
Yeah, he's not friends still. This uh, no water under the bridge. Punk is uh, big on, you know, keeping his grudges and going with it. Obviously, from the events of everything that happens, this man can't, you know, put his pride aside or anything. And, um, you know, it's funny because people are mentioning like, oh, you know, if you if he gets fired from AEW, like if he gets fired from AEW, there is nowhere else for Punk. Because at the end of the day, I feel and a lot of people feel this man is just being toxic as fuck. You know, in this locker room, he was toxic in the WWE locker room, you know, quote unquote, all from, you know, the rumors, what we read, what people say in the company, out of the company, whatever. And, you know, clearly bridges are burned in WWE. He wouldn't want to go back. Sure, he did the WWE backstage stuff on Fox, but that was Fox that employed him, not the WWE. And on top of that, I mean, with now as Hunter is, you know, the main guy, you got Stephanie there too. I don't think there's any good feelings that will get them back, but uh, get them back anytime soon, you know. Who knows? I'm not saying never say never, because obviously people didn't think Punk would ever come back, and here he is. But um, at the very least, you know, Bret Hart type style comes back one day, maybe like that. Who knows? Let's continue. My point is. If you fancy yourself a journalist, even if it's for the silly world of professional wrestling, and you have journalistic integrity, people who report things mostly that are bullshit and slanderous lies against myself, if you are friends with somebody, you blew my spot. If you're not friends with them, I apologize. I'm just going to point out point out on there. I mean, yeah, most of wrestling journalism, for the most part, has been pretty shit. <laughs> I mean... I think maybe Fightful can say that they're in the area of, like, they try and keep it as honest and don't go on every rumor that they hear. Jesus Christ, it's all our loud garbage truck outside. Um, so they don't try and go off of every rumor, I'd say, but, like, ringside news, obviously, bigots up in there. Um, ringside news will take everything and go with it and then get proven wrong by the wrestlers on Twitter. But, uh... Here you go, punk. Continue. But you should probably disclose who you're friends with. Um, I haven't had anything to do with Scott Colton in almost a decade. Probably wanted nothing to do with him even longer than that. It's fucking unfortunate that I have to come up here and speak on this when I'm on my time. And this is a fucking business. Uh, why I'm a grown-ass adult man and I decide not to be friends with somebody is nobody else's fucking business. But my friends if I fall backwards, will catch me. Scott Colton, I felt never would have. So um, I'm not, as we know, you know, not entirely sure exactly what this reporter, you know, asked about Scott Colton. And, you know, from context clues, you could be like, you know, about him, you know, being fired. But um, when you check the AEW roster, Colt Cabana is still there, and they actually, uh, AEW was just featured in GamesCon, which happened in Germany, and Colt Cabana had a match against Christopher Daniels, you know, for the con, like, Tony Khan, for the GamesCon, like, crowd, you know, promoting this AEW video game. So, I don't, if that was, excuse me, if that was a question, I don't understand. I think a lot of it is, like, more, you know, Cole Cabana hasn't been on TV as much since Punk has shown up to the W uh, to 
WWE to AEW. So maybe that's what they're talking about. I, I don't know, but um, he does have a point here. He does not have to talk about this yet. He chooses to obviously because he is not happy, and you know Tony Khan is just sitting there. You know, obviously, if you're listening, you're not seeing what I'm seeing, but this video has gone everywhere. You've probably seen it. Tony Khan's just sitting there like a little jabroni. Like, come on, you're the CEO of this company. You're the, you know, you are the head honcho of AEW, and you should have shot that down immediately. I know he says that he should have, but when he, when this starts getting out of hand, instead of, you know, kissing Punk's ass, you know, Punk's, instead of kissing Punk's ass, you should have just fucking grabbed your balls, Tony. I mean, like, hey, it's all right. We don't got to talk about this next question, Punk. No disrespect. You don't need to talk about it. We're moving on. You know, just wear your big boy pants. You know, literally. You know, I'm not a, uh, you know, I, I, I'm pretty neutral. I, I, I'm starting to like WWE a lot more again. But, you know, I, I would say, like, you know, I saw someone, I think, was it Rosenberg? I think it was Rosenberg who tweeted, like, oh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon wouldn't have allowed this or some bullshit. I don't know. And people are calling him a WWE dick rider, but hey, he is technically in some form of relations employed by WWE to talk about them because uh, he does those panels. But uh, yeah, I think uh, someone Vince McMahon esque should have, you know, been bigger. You know, Tony Khan should have stepped up. But let's continue. My problem was I wanted to bring a guy with me to the top that did not want to see me at the top. Okay, you call it jealousy, you call it envy, whatever the fuck it is. My relationship with Scott Colton ended long before I paid all of his bills. I have every receipt, I have every invoice, I have every email. I have the email where he says, and I quote, I agree to go our separate ways. I will get my own lawyer and you do not have to pay anymore. That's an email that I have. The only reason the public did not see is because when I finally had to counter sue him through discovery, we discovered he shared a bank account with his mother. That's a fact. And as soon as we discovered that fact and we subpoenaed old Marsha, he sent the email, oh, can we please drop all this? Now, it's 2022. I haven't been friends with this guy since at least 2014, late 2013. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call them. Okay, let me, uh, let me go back on that one for a second. Let's go five seconds back, and then we'll hear what he's about to say because that becomes a new point. But, um, damn, he's, you know, he's bringing up some very personal information on what went down between him and Colt Cabana. Obviously, bringing up the fact that he had a shared bank account with his mother. I hope that is no longer the case. But, you know, sometimes that needs to happen. Who knows what this situation for Cole Cabana is. And from everything that I've heard, from everything that I've seen, um, from listening to his podcast, I'm talking about Cole Cabana and all that, seems like a you know upstanding guy. And whatever beef and problems he had with Punk, I mean, I don't know how it went down, obviously, but clearly there's bad blood. And, you know, Cole Cabana went live on Twitch yesterday. I do follow him there. And I was like, ah, I think I haven't seen, I think this is his first time live since it all went down. Will he talk about it? He did not talk about it. But um, I checked in and dude's like, you know, he has a lot of supporters. He has a lot of fans. Clearly not as big as punks. But uh, 
you know, it's just a shame that Hunk is burying someone publicly, like straight shooting. This ain't no, uh, this ain't no heel punk. This ain't a punk promo of, uh, you know, this isn't fucking kayfabe. This is legit. There's legit heat here, and Punk is upset, and he's fucking tearing this man apart, and then continues to tear more people. 13. And the fact that I have to sit up here because we have irresponsible people who call themselves EVPs and couldn't fucking manage a target, and they spread lies and bullshit and, and put into a media that I got somebody fired when I have fuck all to do with him want nothing to do with him, do not care where he works, where he doesn't work, where he eats, where he sleeps. And the fact that I have to get up here and do this in 2022 is fucking embarrassing. So you're irresponsible EVP. So all of us know the publicly known EVPs of AEW are Kenny Omega Matt Jackson, Nick Jackson, the Young Bucks, the Elite. They are the EVPs. And, you know, from everything that comes to being said, everyone speculates that he's talking about the Bucks are spreading fake rumors, letting the rumor mills know there's, like, some shit that he's saying. And, obviously, he's very upset about this, but just the way he's doing it is so unprofessional and, you know, I get it. Punk's living in this area where he can do whatever the fuck he wants. He's always been doing this. Um, so it's no shocker that he's still doing it. But the fact that your fucking boss is right there and he's not doing a fucking thing about it to tell him, fuck off, you know, don't do this. You know, what the fuck? Like, that, it's, it's just showing, like, there's Tony Khan has the, he's signing the checks, but the power is not really there. And maybe I'm doing this wrong, or maybe I'm, you know, dick rioting. But no one would have done this next to Vince McMahon, besides maybe Punk. But then even there, Vince McMahon would have stopped all this. Like, it's just incredible. And the fact that you can just do this and think it's okay is, like, alarming. And if y'all are at fault, fuck you. If you're not, I apologize. But what did I ever do in this world to go, to deserve an empty-headed fucking dumb fuck like Hangman Adam Page to go out on national television and fucking go into business for himself? For what? What did I do? Dave, what did I ever do? So here's another thing. If you're out here publicly shaming mr hangman adam page there might be a problem with you because i don't think i've heard anyone ever say a bad thing about hangman but my lord he is going off to call him an empty fucking dumb-headed like fuck whatever he's saying just to fucking call him an idiot publicly and it's straight shooting that's wrong that's just simply wrong and Tony Khan is still letting this happen. Tony Khan is letting all this go down right in front of him. And um, I do have the clip of what apparently is what Punk is referencing to uh, what pissed him off. And um, I don't, I didn't pull it up, but I can pull it up after where CM Punk does in fact go on live television and then 
you know, this was like what a week after he returned, I think. Yeah, this was the the week of yeah the week of week after he returns, and he's like, "Yo, Adam Page, give me a fucking apology." Uh, but this is apparently what Adam Page said to piss him off, and is apparently going into the business for himself, and supposed to be a whole Colt Cabana call out to be a champion after all these years i don't think you get it because it's not just about what happens in this ring it's what happens when that red light turns off what happens when you go back through the curtain those small quiet moments when you think no one's watching that's what makes a champion you talk a big game about workers rights yeah well you've shown the exact opposite since you've gotten here I love this place. I care about this place. This is my home. And this Sunday at Double or Nothing, I will not, I will not be defending this championship against you. No, for the first time in my life, I will be defending all elite wrestling from you. So people are saying with that promo, he... Well, even Punk is saying he's referring to, you know, all the stuff with him and Colt Cabana. And um, this one Twitter account kind of brought it up. And let me go find that tweet because I retweeted it because it explains everything that I was thinking about the whole matter. And, you know, it's just ridiculous. But essentially, if you would have just, you know, kept it going, Punk, no one would have like batted an eye about everything that happened like you're saying he wanted to business for himself i personally didn't think that i don't think a lot of people did and if punk didn't draw attention to it i feel like people would have just heard it and it would have been a throwaway and that would have been it if he would have just dealt with like talking to maybe i don't know cabana i mean not cabana with hangman in the back or you know maybe speaking to tony khan or something no one would have mentioned this no one would have heard this no one would have thought this was an issue but they did i mean i I can't find the tweet i'm pretty sure it was a reply tweet anywho um yeah that that promo just seems like you know apparently also he was supposed to give him like more of a promo putting punk over but instead he's like yo i'm fucking defending AEW from you which was a really cool line honestly that was fucking bars I didn't grab, I didn't feel the notice that he was talking about the whole cabana shit until Punk mentioned it. And if he would have just left it alone, no one would have noticed. Didn't do a goddamn thing. What's your name, sir? Fuck the Pittsburgh Penguins. What are you doing, man? What are you doing? I made it really clear in Forbes, and I just want to make it clear again. Nick, It's when- not his position to make it very fucking clear. There's people who call themselves EVPs that should have fucking known better. This shit was none of their business. I understand sticking up for your fucking friends. I fucking get it. I stuck up for that guy more than anybody, okay? I paid his bills until I didn't, and it was my decision not to. Yeah, but I shouldn't have no commented when Nick first said it. It's my I, fault, and if I, I hadn't, it's my that. fault. It's my I appreciate fault. I should have just I'm, taken a head on because you never said But I'm said trying anything. to run a fucking business, and when somebody who hasn't done a damn thing in this business 
jeopardizes the first million dollar house that this company has ever drawn off of my back and goes on national television and does that. It's a disgrace to this industry. It's a disgrace to this company. Now we're far beyond apologies, right? I gave him a fucking chance. It did not get handled. And you saw what I had to do, which is. So Tony Khan, I should have, you know, intervened. Yeah. Tony Khan, you should have intervened like two, three minutes ago when he was already going off on this one. You should have intervened the moment the fucking reporter brought it up. Also, you know, I know this has happened in like, you know, scrums before or, you know, whenever they do type of like interviews or anything like this. Sometimes you let the reporters know, hey, you can talk about this. You can bring this up, but you can't bring up X, Y and Z. And this should have been there when talking about punk and Cabana. That should have been something that all these reporters know not to fucking bring up. And in fact, they did. And sure, you could say Tony Khan is learning. Tony Khan is this. Tony Khan is that. Tony Khan should have fucking shut the fuck up. Uh, well, should have shut Punk the fuck up and be like, hey, I'm going to take this and say we're not talking about this. We can talk about this ourselves afterwards. But right now, you and I, we're not talking about this next question. That's just, you know, just, if you look at this video, and please, if you haven't, feel free to go just look at this. Tony Khan is a little child next to Punk with how this is being handled. It's just ridiculous because he's just like sitting and shut. It's like, you know, when the parents are like, you know, this is uh, an adult conversation. Yeah, that's a new year to child. You sit yourself out. That's kind of what Punk did to Tony Khan or what it looks like, you know, and then. Punk goes on to explain, you know, that Hangman hasn't done a damn thing in this business because, you know, Punk has and almost drawn a million dollar house and off of off of all of CM Punk, which I mean, you can't blame it because definitely people come to came to watch this in Chicago, not only because it's AEW, but because it's Punk, it's Punk Nation, you know, but man, he is just burying the AEW talent, homegrown talent like Adam Page, because you can argue and say, well, he was big in ROH New Japan. Adam Page has had the most to grow, has gained the most because of AEW from the people that have like helped been part of it or whatever you want to call it. He is a star because of AEW, not because of his New Japan or ROH work. And he's just getting buried by Punk, who, you know, is a leader, is a veteran. And Punk out here thinks he's like the locker room leader. This is not what locker room leaders do. This is not what, like, you know, fucking Undertaker would two-piece you when you get in the back because of this. And, you know, we'll talk about fighting and stuff. Let's finish off the rest he has to say. It's very regrettable lowering myself to his fucking level. But that's where we're at right now. And I will still walk up and down this hallway and say, if you have a fucking problem with me, take it up with me. Let's fucking go. So that is the end of it. Punk clearly has issues that he's fucking dealing with with the people in the back. And I don't have the clip of where he says, you know, I'm working with children. Or like, you know, when someone does bring up, oh, how do you feel about working with MJF again? He's like, oh, you know, Tony Khan just loves putting me with pricks. You know, that's all he can fucking say. He's just pissed off. This is not what the punk of excitement that we were expecting to get, you know, this a year, a little over a year ago, this dude was so excited to be here. And now he's like just being toxic. He's upset. I mean, he's causing issues. So 
that he went off. He fucking goes off. He's upset. He's, you know, talking about he's trying to run a business, you know, it's fucking funny. But um he's just pissed. And where's everything? Uh two, two, two. So of course the scrum is over. Well, the punk portion is over. And CM Punk goes backstage, and this is where all the rumors come out. And obviously, there is truth to these rumors because of everything that has been happening. Um, it's funny because Swerve and Keith Lee, they had a match that night against the Acclaim that was a banger, and then they're at the scrum. And you can see at the different angle that is being recorded, you can see a security guard running to the back. And apparently the reason why this security guard is running to the back, it's because it's being reported by Fightful, by every damn wrestling source that CM Punk had a fight backstage with the Bucks and Kenny Omega was there. Um, you know, other people were involved. A Steel was in there. So there was a physical altercation that happened backstage. Seeing proof of security guard running back kind of makes it a little known. Um, also, Jericho had a very nice, common, collected scrum, and he goes to say, um, you know, you can see when he's leaving the scrum. I don't even know what I'm calling I keep calling it that. It's a weird word to call it, but that's what it is. Um, you can see him, like, tell Tony, like, kind of whisper, like, hey, some shit went, back <laughs> went down backstage. Um, so clearly some fucking shit went down. And here, let me let me see, what are some of the reports I'm seeing? So, one of the things that someone screenshot and sent to me, this was, I'm um, going back, this is the fifth now. This is uh, some of the stuff that is being said. Uh, where's the first screenshot? Uh, it was just there. Oh. Uh, so, okay. On Wrestling Observer Radio, Brian Alvarez reported multiple sources saying there was an altercation between the two parties after Punk gave comments during the media scrum. Security guard was seen running out of the scrum shortly after Punk left. Tony Khan was not informed of the situation until after the scrum wrapped up as of 1.41 a.m. Central Time. Dave, everyone was still in the building. Dave Meltzer described as the situation as a melee. So that was like the, everyone was learning like a fight went fucking down. Uh, okay, where else are we? You know, there, here's another screenshot which I find interesting. On May 21st, 2022, Punk tweeted out, doesn't matter if your opinion of your coworkers is positive or negative, stand with them because do because they'll do the same thing to help you. Uh, oh, wait, oh, I read that wrong. Because they'll do the same thing to you and you'll wish someone helped. Trust me, you're expendable. Together, you're unstoppable. But clearly, he's going against his coworkers there. Um, continuing memes, 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 memes. I'm looking for the actual tweets of everything. Two, two, two. Here's another source. Uh, this Stephen guy, and I don't know how to put Malauhausen. Um, fuck. Uh, so his tweet goes. There was an altercation between CM Punk and the Young Bucks early Monday. The Bucks confronted Punk about his comments at the scrum. It did get physical Punk throwing punches to at least one member of the Bucks. A number, uh, a number intervened to separate everyone more to come. Um, so apparently those people that did intervene were Michael Nakazawa, um, Pat Buck, 
Kenny Omega, Christopher Daniels. Apparently, we're all trying to stop this. Another tweet or report. So, according to multiple sources that lined up with some of Fightful's reporting, there was a fight backstage afterwards of Punk allegedly starting things by swinging fists at the Bucks, Matt Jackson, uh, Punk trainer slash friend, and AEW producer Steel, aka Ace Steel. Uh, part of the storyline that got Punk into Sunday's uh, Max, uh, John Moxley match, they kind of remind you who he is. Through a chair that hit the Bucks, Nick Jackson in the eye, Steele uh, allegedly bit Omega and grabbed his hair, which is fucking wild. Is out here biting and pulling hair. Uh, where else are we? I'm trying to see what else has been said. Uh, a lot of so this is from Fightful. A lot of rumors and details about the AW post scrimmage have emerged. Punk's trainer A Steel was said to have been involved from for most everyone we spoke. Others noted that Nick Jackson ended up getting rocked, quote unquote rocked, or knocked out and leaving him marked up after the fight. That ended up happening as a result of Ace Steel throwing a chair, according to numerous sources. Kenny Omega and Ace Steel were also having said to have tussled with Steel allegedly biting Omega and grabbing him by the hair. So here's a quote, a lot of curses, a lot of cursing, a lot of mayhem, and a lot of people not being willing to hash it out, said one person who was familiar with the situation. We're told at least one of the coaches was, quote, very torn up about what happened. Right after Punk Scrum ended, a security guard ended up darting backstage. This is the part that I'm talking about where it's like Keith Lee and Swerve are doing their part. Um, there are several that have spoken to think that this could be there could be legal ramifications to the situations. There have been reports that Christopher Daniels and Pat Buck were involved in the situation, which seemed to very uh, which seemed to very very based off of who you talk to. But we were not we have not confirmed as much. There were several people trying to de-escalate the situation. So there's there's a lot of drama. There's a lot of shit. So you got. There, I'm trying to see where's the other part that happens. Um, there's a part. Uh, others are saying, okay, there. I'm looking for the part where, because there is one side of story that it says that the box apparently came down to you know his room, uh, CM Punk's room. And the door was closed, and apparently the Bucks threatened to knock the door down if he didn't open up because he didn't want to talk to them. Uh, I'm not seeing that part listed here. I'm trying to see. Two, 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 two. Here's a tweet from Sean Rassap. Uh, right now, AW Talent, I've not been told anything officially. Almost all I've spoken to believe CM Punk will have to go or make major amends to remain with the company. A lot of talent haven't arrived where Dynamite's broadcasting from yet, but the heat on Punk is unreal. So a lot of people are upset with Punk, which is like, you know, a good, not a good thing, but it's like, you should be. Because, you know, it's crazy that all of this went down. And, you know, if anyone, I just feel bad for MJF. The light was supposed to be shined on him at the end of that show. And while it's there's still, you know, talk and, you know, some interesting pieces and, you know, people feel very happy or however they feel that MJF is back. 
people are not talking about it as much as this whole, you know, real life drama that's going on in the dramatic world of professional wrestling. Um, you know, you got people that are saying, you know, that the Bucks are suspended and all this. So here's a, what else did I got? Here's another thing. So Fightful Select has learned more and more about the fight that went down at AW All Out, as being told to people close to Ace Steel and CM Punk's side of things. Per the Punk's Steel, uh, Steel side of things, after the scrum, the Young Bucks approached Punk's locker room, and Punk wasn't answering the door. After him being in a long, bloodied and f- a match, finished with an emotional, uh, yeah, finished with an emotional scrum. The Bucks were said to pound it on the door with claims they knocked the door down. They kicked the door down. I can't read. Uh, Ace Steele's wife was in the room, which is what Steele had told people set him off and made him go ballistic, throwing chairs and ending up biting someone. The claim made from him was that he was looking out for his wife above everything else. From what we heard, Omega didn't seem nearly as upset initially, but things got out of hand and he ended up getting bitten. We're told that Fifeful... Uh, we were told that the fight was a very long altercation and the talk back and forth did not stop after the brawl. There's rumors that CM Punk has injured his tricep during the fracas? Fracas? Fracas. Fracas. Big words. Um, uh, however, those near him say that it happened during a dive that ha- many noticed during All Out main event. Uh, he could be seen icing it after the match during the scrum. We haven't been told of any severity, but we we're told that Punk was hurt going into the backstage fight. We need to point out this is what we've heard as one story, which we haven't heard much of until this point. There are rumors ramping around, running rampant that Steel and Punk are done with AEW, but those close to them say they haven't been informed of that as of yet. Virtually all of AEW's roster we swung to, we with believe with believe that if punk steel <laughs> punk and steel aren't let go heavy amends will need to be made uh yeah i mean dude this is just incredible like so another piece to point out punk's injured um it's being confirmed now lately that punk will be out to six to nine months because of this injury he gathered so even if he was just suspended you know, Punk is again injured. After being injured for most of this summer, he is now injured again. So even if they didn't take the title off of him like they have, this man is now injured for another six to nine months. So he's missing Grand Slam. He's missing Full Gear. I'm personally disappointed about that because I'm going to Grand Slam and I want to see Punk MJF. And I was hoping maybe, all right, fine, Punk MJF at the pay-per-view. But not seeing that either. I'll be there. It's going to be a new work, but not getting that match again because Punk's actually injured. So this man's body is not doing well, which is crazy because if you look at Punk's career, for the most part, I don't know, he's done like some really, like he's a good wrestler. Um, but he isn't like a wrestler, like you see, like the Bucks, or he's not like making a spot fest. He's not putting himself in gruesome matches. So the fact that every other, you know, week he now every other match he's had, the last two matches he's gotten injured from is just pretty fucking sad. So, uh, I'm tired of reading things. Essentially now where we're at is the rumor and the rumors are pretty much true of what happened 
So Kenny Omega, the Young Bucks, um, you know, Christopher Daniels, anyone that was involved with this is suspended. Everyone believes that Punk and Ace Steel will either eventually be suspended, which is probably what's happening now, or should be fired. Um, you know, it's 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 sad. And so eventually, you know, we do get to AEW Dynamite and everyone it like it's needs to be talked about. Someone needs to say something. Tony Khan should open up the show saying what the fuck went down. And um they kind of did. Um uh, it was announced on their Twitter account that Tony Khan would address the AEW title and the um the six man title. I mean the three away title. So here's that portion that he talks about. Hi, thank you for joining us tonight and welcome to AEW Wednesday Night Dynamite on TBS. Following all out on pay-per-view this past Sunday night, I've been forced to vacate the AEW World Championship as well as the AEW World Trios Championship. The AEW World Championship is the single most prized title in all of combat sports. And a world champion will be crowned two weeks from tonight at Arthur Ashe Stadium in New York City at AEW Dynamite Grand Slam. I promise you that tonight is going to be a great night of professional wrestling, and AEW will be at our very best these next few weeks on the road to AEW Grand Slam. Thank you again. So from there, you could tell that, uh, you know, Tony Khan addressed the situation by not addressing the situation. He addressed the fact that, yeah, we're going to get some new triple uh, champions, the AW three-way belt. We're going to get new champions tonight because uh, I vacated that title. And then uh, Grand Slam, we'll see a new world champion. We're going to hold the tournament and we'll have a new champion for Grand Slam. Uh, but I'm not going to tell you why we are having new champions. Just, you know, he just said after the events of All Out. I mean, so addressing the situation by not addressing the situation is the best approach is uh, what Tony Khan went with. And, you know, now we have this tournament for the, ch- the new title. Uh, I mean, the new champion. Uh, John Moxley and Chris Jericho get uh, <laughs> first round uh, buys. Essentially, they're good. And so now the new uh, people that are in this mix are Darby Allen, who is taking on Sammy Guevara tonight in Rampage. Um, spoiler, before, if you guys don't want to hear this, just I'll cover your ears for like two seconds, but uh, five seconds. But Sammy Guevara wins. He's facing John Moxley. And um, I'm expecting that John Moxley's probably going all the way. And then you had the match between. Uh, Daniel Bryan, a.k.a. Brian Danielson, and he took on Hangman Adam Page. Brian Danielson won on Dynamite, so he will be taking Chris Jericho on. So AEW, Chris Jericho, and Brian Danielson Part 2. And I'm expecting, probably expecting Brian Danielson to win that match. So at Grand Slam, we're probably going to see John Moxley versus Brian Danielson for the AEW title, which will probably be a fucking certified banger because their last match was. So that's what I'm expecting is going to be the end of that. And um, either John Moxley becomes a three-time champion or Brian Danielson gets his first title in AEW and it'll be the world title. And a whole year later after his debut, that's that's pretty sick. I could see that being really cool. Um, but it's a shame with how it's being done just because... This should have been Punk versus MJF. This should have been more of an MJF moment. 
and Punk took that away from him by having this moment to just shoot on the fucking company, shoot on his coworkers, shoot on just pro wrestling and just being upset and have, you know, whether he started the fight, I mean, what he said on the mic is enough to start the fight. Those were, those were fighting words. And it's fucking sad, man. It's so fucking sad to see what's happening. And the fact that we're more than likely not going to have Punk for the rest of the year because he's injured. And, you know, maybe he returns to pro wrestling again after this. Or maybe he, maybe this is the last straw for him. Maybe he's done with AEW after this, you know. And, you know, is he, and how long is this suspension going to be for, like, Kenny Omega and the Bucks, who are, inter, like, very integral parts of AEW? And, God, I am going to be sad as fuck if they're not a Grand Slam. Sure, I'm going to go to Full Gear Newark, but, like, you know, I got my boyfriend going. And it would be cool for him to be introduced to the Bucks and Kenny Omega live. I mean, I don't know if I'll get him to go to Full Gear Newark, but, hey, it would be sweet to get this experience now. And um, maybe it'll get him to go to fucking Full Gear. Um, hey, Billy, if you want to go, feel free to come, too um aw has been the best live experience i've had besides the gcw crowd anywho side sidetracking uh but it's um you know all this going down it's crazy to see all this drama in the drama fucking like world that is professional wrestling um the fake drama because you know wrestling there's stories and all that and yet this shit is real life and the fact that cm punk is doing this it's just nature of punk you know punk doesn't take shit but punk has a lot of people that don't like him and a lot of people that do love him you know and um and it's it's upsetting for the people that do you know as someone who's been a fan since you know the summer of punk since that money in the bank even before that i was a fan even before that um it's a fucking shame to see that cm punk returns to press professional wrestling after seven years and it was awesome it was such a cool moment like i remember how i was and felt last year when i saw that like the crowd is at first dance or yeah was it called the first dance or whatever it called i don't know after rampage people are so fucking excited they're already chanting for cm punk they're all expecting cm punk and cm punk actually shows up it's a shocker. It is a goosebumps moment. There are not that many moments in professional wrestling that can bring that much out of someone like that moment did. And then like a little over a year later, it's been a letdown. It's been a letdown. He's injured. He's injured again. His, you know, he's had some ring rust, unfortunately, because there are some moments where it's like, oof, that could have been a lot better. But there's a lot of redeemable moments from this. Just this feud alone has like been pretty cool with Moxley. Like the matches were good. His MJF feud is his best feud. Second best, the whole thing going on with Eddie Kingston. That was fucking awesome. Like there was a lot of great moments in this whole CM Punk return. And then there's a lot of moments like right now that are just like, wow. Like, there are so many people there right now that are like, you know what? If he's gone, he's gone. He's being toxic. He's not being helpful. This is pretty shit. And a lot of people are let down by CM Punk, you know? I remember, <laughs> everyone remembers when Michael Cole was fed the line about Sasha Banks and Naomi letting down the WWE Universe 
uh, when they walked out on the company. But CM Punk has let down a lot of people. As someone who has been a fan for years, was waiting and fucking pleading for this man to come back just to do all this, it's just fucking sad, man. You gotta fucking calm the hell down. Like, put your pride aside and do what's right. Like, you know, all right, you're standing up for yourself. All right, that's great, but don't do it on a public forum where then you're you're just shitting on the, this young company. You're giving more fuel to the fire for anyone that wants to hate on this company and yourself and anyone else that you're throwing into this mix. Poor Scott fucking Colt Cabana's fucking mom gets thrown into the mix. Like, it's fucking tragic. And I, you know, I'm let down. I am disappointed. I am fully disappointed in CM Punk because this is not what a man fucking does. This is not what the right thing to do was. And now he's paying the consequences more than likely were paying the consequences as fans. And this is just fucking, fucking ass, man. This is fucking bullshit. Uh, you know, insert that fucking Tony Khan, like, bullshit meme. Um, it's fucking bullshit to see this happening. And, you know, this might be the very last of Punk. Six to nine months off of a tricep injury. Christian has the same injury as well, so he'll be out, which is unfortunate too, because Christian's been on a roll with Jungle Boy. Um, but CM Punk... What the fuck, man? And and just for a business perspective, too, just for business, there is so much fucking money on the line right now that it's fucking crazy that there is a potential, you know, there's, it's potential that CM Punk gets fired. You know, dumb, dumb idea on Tony Khan if he can't get Punk to just fucking man, like, act like, you know, an adult. Not man up, that's the wrong word to use, but to act like an adult. And if they can't make amends from this shit and they lose all this money that Punk is, you know, Punk loses money, AEW loses money, Tony Khan loses money, it's fucking incredible. It's fucking incredible if you just can't, for a business perspective, for the growth of this company, CM Punk, they were doing well without him, but with him, it'll help even more. And just to not have them is fucking sad. It's fucking sad how much money is going to be lost here. And who knows? Maybe Punk decided to go into business for himself because he felt the fucking injury that he got from doing that dive at uh, at Moxley at the match. So he's like, shit, I'm definitely injured. I am definitely, I'm hurt. You know, I'm saying my shit and then I'm piecing out. Maybe this was his like way to be like, you know, I'm fucking upset. I'm hurt. You know, he basically says that. I'm fucking upset. I'm hurt. I'm, I'm airing all my grievances. Where are they going to do? Fire me? That's fine. I probably shouldn't be wrestling anymore. That's probably what he's thinking. Who knows? Ah, oh, man. So that has been the CM Punk fucking drama, the debacle, everything that's going down. WWE, I'm going to say WWE, but WWE, you know, they got their own crap, all that shit. WWE is looking like the promised land now that you got people like Cody Rhodes over there. You know, who knows? If MJF goes to AEW, I don't fucking, I mean, WWE, I don't fucking blame them if this is how the company is going to be fucking worked out. You know, you got, uh, you know, you got other people that are just upset. You know, you got people who aren't extending their contracts like Bobby Fish. He's out. He's talking shit about Punk. You know, there's so much drama that's going on in this fucking world because of everything that's happened. And 
You know, it's 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 fucking crazy that the professional wrestling world is turned upside down by punk in just the worst way possible. You know, if the Bucks are spreading rumors, if it's Kenny Omega, I don't know, you fucking deal with it yourself. You go to them. You don't go on a public forum and be talking all your shit. You, if punk, you know, I love it. Punk says, if you got a problem with me, fucking come to me and tell me about it. All right, fine. You got a problem with them? Why didn't you fucking do that? Why'd you, if, if Hangman upset you, why'd you wait for your return to be like, all right, fucking apologize me, Hangman. Oh, you're not going to apologize me? Well, you're a fucking piece of shit. Like, come on, my dude. This is a, this is just a disappointment. And this is Project Kayfabe. That wraps it up right there. <laughs> Punk's disappointing. I'm disappointing. I don't know what else to say, but thanks again for listening. If you've made it through this far. I gotta edit this now. Um, as always, follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, at Project underscore Kayfabe. We got some memes up there. We got some stuff up there. We're still figuring out our social media. Feel free to uh, check us out there. Uh, I'm gonna be coming back to Twitch very soon, so you can follow me on Twitch, twitch.tv slash JoeBro316. Uh, JoeBro underscore 316. It's fucking annoying that I can never get the full things I need to put on their scores because people just love taking names for things and then never using it again. You know, I thought I was original Joe Bro 316. I wasn't. I thought I was original Project Kayfabe. Kind of, sort of. But why do people have it and they're not using it? Fucking beyond me. I'm going to start shooting myself. Anywho, that is the show. Um, I'm not going to say we're going to be back with an episode next week because I would like to, but I'm not sure. We'll see. Uh, With all that being said, peace out, people.